we, there was, I, w- I would have like proposed a plan to act like the Taylor Ham gang attacked us first. I, I would have been evil. Like <laughs> it would have been bad. It would have been so bad. But in good news, the Giants actually have a coach. <laughs> the Giants actually have. First of all, saying good news, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> So that's not good news. I still need money. Well, not for world domination yet. Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a beautiful day to discuss other people's excellence. Charles is like he's walking out of heaven. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, as you can clearly see. With his, you can literally see his thought cloud behind him. And where to? This how much snow we got. Right, it, right. The sun is just reflecting off. Of My everything. blinds are closed. <laughs> <laughs> and we're two guys that like BSing at work. Man, I, I got to tell you. This has been one of the greatest playoff stretches we've had in a long time. Period. These last two weeks, especially, and then even some of the wild card games were really good. Um, we got two more classic games, man. Congratulations to Cincinnati. Congratulations to Los Angeles. The, congratulations to Odell, man. Shout out to Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland, bro. What I love how the more we got things, a petty bread episode to start off in the first minute. This is great. I mean, I'm so I'm glad the, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Cleveland really had us believing that Odell was done, he was washed up, he was the problem. When anybody with two eyes, two ears, and common sense could see, like, well, I mean, of course, he's done if you don't throw him the football. I mean, he can't do anything for you if you don't throw him the football. I, I mean, that's logical right if i don't have the ball in my hands i can't there's not much i can do to help this football team and all he does is go to la and just kill it and 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 the funny thing about it is he still looks like a scrub on la because cooper cups having like one of the greatest seasons ever and and yet beast so the point where we forget that Odell had nine catches for 113 yards in a championship game, as if those are scrub numbers. And it's just amazing to watch him, and I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for Matt Stafford. You know, I, once again, Cleveland and Detroit, right? It's always those two cities that always get the butt of We're Detroit, man. But, like, Detroit fans aren't salty like uh, Cleveland fans would be about Beckham. Detroit fans, like, universally are supporting Matt Stafford. Right, so it's not know. even the same situation. Like, yeah, because they know. I know every single line. Any Lions fan I know is a Matt Stafford fan. I haven't heard even. I haven't seen. I shouldn't say heard. I haven't seen any type of Lions hate online. I haven't gone to a Lions subreddit. But then again, subreddits aren't exactly indicative of of the entire fan base. Mostly just a vocal minority. Um, but Stafford has been exactly as advertised anybody that's been a fan of Stafford since he got the lines their first win back in the day against the Browns with like that dislocated shoulder I've been a fan since then since then you knew he could ball since then you knew he could throw the ball to the point where last night when he was overthrowing and underthrowing some uh some of his receivers it was just jarring like you you were kind of like is he hurt because he usually is better than he was in that game and it's kind of crazy because they won so, so even though it sounded like a Niners home game, it was in L.A., but there were so many Niners fans that it sounded like it was in San Francisco. And 
Stafford had one interception. You could say he overthrew it, but I don't think he did. I think he, you know, just was a tip pass intercepted in the end zone. Then boom, uh, that that was his only turnover. And there was a couple of cheap ass shots that I saw early in the first quarter from the Niners that I just was kind of like, why? Why are you risking that? Like the first one, all right, you're a defensive dude. You wanted to get a hit off on on Stafford, um, but in the helmet, that's just dangerous. Like regardless of who it is, what what the game is, that's some shady, uh, you know bullshit that you don't need to do the other one was Jalen Ramsey on special teams they, they they grabbed him by the face mask and pulled him down that is a straight up uh dirty play you, like I'd fight you over that he was hurt he had to go to the sidelines for a second um besides that both games were great and before we uh I don't know how we're gonna do this but I have a question real quick for you because it was, this was asked of me during the game and and I and I realized oh shit that's a really good question Starting a franchise right now, who would you rather have, Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel? I'm going to say Debo because you could use him more. That's exactly what I said. I said Debo, and only by a hair, right? Because Debo is like Christian McCaffrey. I'm talking about the hair on my head. That's, yeah, by that (laughs) hair. It's uh, uh, they're both incredible players, man. Incredible. Debo balled out yesterday. If you didn't watch that game, you were like my, my wife is a. As I'll, I'll put you this way. I'll put you this way. The guy that won our fantasy league had both of them on his fantasy team. Oh, the the people who won the leagues I, I was in, Debo Samuel too. Debo yesterday was what we want to see Christian McCaffrey doing in the playoffs, and I say that just because me and Brett don't use football racism. They're kind of like the same player. You just copy and paste, change, change the uh, the player skins on them. And they're just utility. They just do whatever you want on offense with them. They can do it. And Debo would have been the MVP of yesterday's game. Uh, a lot of people are going to over-exaggerate the final play where uh, Jimmy G threw that interception, but the game was over by then. Um, yeah, man, it was both games were ridiculous. The Bengals I liked more because I was shocked the amount of people that gave up on that game, like at halftime, like there wasn't a whole half of football left. And like, it isn't a championship game. Like we haven't seen crazy comebacks just in the last couple of weeks, let alone in history. Yeah. But usually when Mahomes, if it was the other way around, I don't think anybody would turn the game off. Right. But usually when Mahomes has a lead like that, they don't, they don't squander it. And he played and he admitted he played horrible in that second half. So this, this is the first time like his legacy might be put taking a hit because he did not play well in that second half. Overreaction um, Mondays, man. His legacy's taking a hit because he's not. I said this is the first time his legacy might take it. Not oh no, me. no, not you. I don't. My bad. I, I, you remind I mean, me. But, you but know, people you know, online, people online were so quick to start going. Oh, was, oh you guys were anointing Mahomes. Blah 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 blah. Like he didn't just make four championship games. Like, like people really like downplay that. And uh, granted, I, I know the irony giants fan got the Jersey on. I've insulted Eagles fans forever for hanging banners for championship game appearances, but jokes aside, that's an accomplishment. Like you, there's you, you lose in a championship game. You had a good season. That's not a failure of a season. Unless you're a team like the Rams that banked on making the Super Bowl. So people yesterday talking shit about Mahomes, he had a bad game. If, if his career ended today, he's still going to get mentioned in the story of football. So all y'all can like stop with the, oh, you guys were anointing him top five. He is top five right now. He's he's the best. If Tom Brady retires, he's the best in the league. It's only his fifth year, y'all. <laughs> it's only his fifth year, y'all. Like, this isn't, this wasn't Tom Brady. Like, oh, thank you. He's going to retire now. Like, no, nah, like, he'll be back. 
he's so good. Like he he's he's annoyingly good. He, I don't see mobile. I, I saw Booger and last I, night. Honestly, on, I, and honestly, I think yesterday was one of those their cockiness kind of got the best of them. I think yesterday was one of those things, especially in that overtime. He threw some bad passes because I think cause even Joe Burrow at like the whole stadium knew that like, was over. The Chiefs got the coin, got the coin toss. They're about to go down the field and score just like they did against Buffalo. And I think what they did last week kind of got in their heads a little bit. And they just didn't have the juice. They, no, they that just, offense was cocky, man. And, and and credit to them. They deserve to be cocky. It's not like they haven't been winning together. But Eli Apple dropped a pick that could have killed the game before right, over. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just crazy because you're, you're 100% right. But you're, it's just crazy to think that there's people walking out that game like, oh, <laughs> Mahomes wasn't that good. And they had a bad game. Shut the fuck up. Joe Burrow is the first player yeah. The first overall pick ever to bring his team to the Super Bowl in his first two years in the NFL. Shut the F up, y'all. <laughs> like, oh, oh, real quick. I have to be petty before before you get to your point, because I don't want to uh, rip apart, uh, you know, distract from it. Again, all y'all saying Jace was the wrong pick. You're wrong. <laughs> they made the Super Bowl. Like, first time in my life the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I'm 32. Y'all can uh, kick rocks because it was the right pick. They made the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if they fall apart next year. They made the Super Bowl. That's what you draft for. And they saw who everyone wanted to draft. Is in the second. His team has the second pick in the draft. So, um, yeah. Here's the thing. One, like we said, the, the Chiefs will still be there. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Two, as a Steelers fan, I can't even. I literally, I, I want to hit on the Bengals. I can't. I really can't. Like some, sometimes you got to just sh- sit back and realize they're watching greatness and just respect it. They've earned this. I've said this. I've said this for the last three pods now. They've earned this. They swept the Ravens. Tw- they swept the Ravens. They swept the Steelers. They blew both teams out all four times. They came back against the Chiefs in the regular season to win. So the Chiefs knew this was a team that could beat them. One in the play. One against the Raiders. One against Tennessee. Went into went into Kansas City, came back and won that game. You literally have no choice but to respect the Bengals. Now, am I rooting for the Rams to win the Super Bowl? You're damn right. They're still in my division. I don't want them to win. I was rooting for the Chiefs. But even if they win the Super Bowl, and they can definitely win the Super Bowl, you know what I'm gonna say? You gotta clap it up. Like at some point, you just gotta clap it up and just and just tip your hat and say, yo, man. They got it. They have the swagger. They have the confidence. They believe that they're in every game that they're in. And, and they went through their mistakes. All year, we were, we were like, oh, the Bengals for real, the Bengals for real, because they would win two in a row, and then they would lose two games in a row. That like, well, how the hell did they lose those games? For the Jets. You know, just saying. It's the, the Jets loss is the only one that you're really like, what? No, no, no. It was, it was more than just – they lost to the Chargers, I think, and the Dolphins. Like, they, they have some bad losses this year. Yeah, but the Chargers and Dolphins, in retrospect, aren't even bad losses. The Chargers almost yeah. made the playoffs. They just lost to the Raiders. No, I, I, absolutely. So did the Dolphins. But my point is they've had some bad losses this year where every time we thought – every time we were ready to give them their flowers, they came out flat. And it was like, okay. They, they lost to the Browns this year when, when the Browns were terrible. So, you know, it's it's – they went through their ups and downs. And to their credit, they figured it out. I think that Chiefs game really did give them the confidence of saying, yo, we can beat anybody. You know what I mean? When they beat the Chiefs in the regular season, even though it was at home, I think that gave them the confidence to say, we can beat anybody. 
Like, well, I mean, the, the, they obviously have a lot of confidence. They're so ridiculously young. The core is young. Uh, what's his name? Zach Taylor, the coach. He, yeah. he He's really done a good job. He was on the hot seat coming in this year. And if there was ever a response to it, it uh, looks like the team really likes playing for him, which says a lot about him. That's kind of what the Andy Reid uh, chemistry is. The players want to win for you. They want to play with you and all that jazz, and the Bengals have it. The Bengals have everything you want to see in your team. Uh, that's why I think it's so hard to hate on them. And they're still winning. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, they, they need an O-line. And it's so frustrating because people are like, you're never going to have success without an O-line. I guess Joe Burrow is just this good or just this great because I keep hearing a bunch of excuses for my quarterback and the O-line, and I'm watching this young dude tear shit up. And be cold. He, he walks out. He, Joe Cool is, is an underrated nickname for him. Understated, I should say. Understated nickname for him. After he tore his ACL, which I cannot understate that enough. My boy came back from an ACL. And his, I guess for me, too, is a personal connection because I, I hit up one of my uh, Bengals f- uh, friends. I say, hey, man, congratulations. You know, my Steelers will be back, but this is definitely all time. Enjoy it. And he made a great point. I forgot about this. Like, bro, like, that's so weird that we were covering this dude in high school. You know, he went to Athens High School. His father was, I want to say, the defensive coordinator for Ohio University. I used to cover in high school. Now, obviously, back then, he was just Joe Burr. I wasn't thinking at the time, oh, I'm covering the next NFL great quarterback. He was just another guy I used to cover, as well as all the other high school sports in the area that I covered. But it is so crazy and weird to me, full circle, where he is in life, where I'm at in life. And again, I think it's one of those weird things. I think that's part of it. When you come from that community, I understand Athens is Southeast and Cincinnati Southwest. But when you come from that community and you understand the city and you understand the fan base and you understand the people and they embrace you and you embrace them, I think that's a big deal. I'm doing a what if pod. Um, We're going to do a what if pod in the future. And one of the things, and we're going to do a Big Ben part in the future. And one of the things I kind of underestimated was how much Big Ben meant to Pittsburgh because he played the way you need a Steelers quarterback to play. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't pretty. It was ugly. It was physical. It was a little annoying sometimes. But that's why that community loves him so much. If it was a different type of quarterback, I don't know. Even if they had the same amount of success, I don't know if the love would be there the way it is for Pittsburgh and Big Ben Roethlisberger. He he was the embodiment of what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And Joe Burrow embodies what it's supposed to mean to be a Cincinnati Bengal in every, in every aspect of the word. And we can make fun of Cincinnati all we want and make fun of Ohio all we want. At the end of the day, that's a blue-collar, hardworking, underdog city. And he's doing that with swagger. You know what I mean? So he's literally putting them on the map and making Cincinnati cool. You know what I mean? Like, we, like that's something that we would never say to ourselves. Like outside of Ohio, you would never say, yeah, man, Cincinnati. That's now, the only people besides uh, Joe Burrow now that you've associated with Cincinnati, at least in a, at least I have, I should say, I have associated with Cincinnati besides the obvious Bengals. So no Bengals, right? It's Adrian Broner, the boxer. And it's John Moxley, the pro wrestler. And uh, then if you then if and then there's a couple other pro wrestlers like Brian Pillman, who's a legend, who I believe is from Cincinnati. And that's the only names that come to my head. So Joe Burrow is going to be up there with LeBron James 
already because he's already killing it for Ohio and Ohio loves their own. So he's already made a Super Bowl. He's already up there with Boomer Esiason. He's already right. up there with, with uh, Which again, Smith. Brown Browns, why didn't you draft Ben Rosberg? It still doesn't make sense to me. Again, it would have made all the difference in the world. Let that 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 mean again, like we talk about with Kai coming to, to Brooklyn, that means something. When you're from that community, it means more. It oh, just, but, Bro- but Brooklyn's different too because there's so many transplants and front runners around here. It's harder to get that blue collar feel. Like, like ironically enough, Royal Ass Eli from the Royal Manning family had more of that blue collar. Yeah, he could be from around here type of feel than other athletes do. Kind of like what you said with Big Ben. He got he, even if he had an ugly game, he would get his ass beat and stand back up and, and just show up tomorrow. Yeah, and have that same blank ass look on his face and just go gosh, and that's it. Killer. And, <laughs> and, 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 and and when they were losing, people p- it pissed everybody off. But when you won, it's like, yo, like I appreciate that because Eli was just gonna be straight faced no matter what. And not everybody can do that. And again, I say this all the time with the draft coming up. It's important to pick like where like, I'm telling Josh Allen in Buffalo to me makes so much sense. He went to fucking Wyoming. When I think of Wyoming, there's only like two cities I can even think of, or three, Kansas City, Denver, and Buffalo. That's the only three cities that make me think, yeah, a guy from Wyoming would would fit. right. I guess Denver because it's that close, but like Kansas City, I just feel like that's even too big for Wyoming. Yeah, true, but like, but yeah, yes, that's why I said Kansas City was like the third city I was thinking about, but like Denver and Buffalo – that makes so Denver's much sense. Denver's just geog- geography. That's like just you picking a close city to Wyoming. You're like, no, I it, think this is close. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's that same geographical area. Yeah, yeah but actually, I think there is a lot of uh, Broncos fans out there. I, one of my friends who was in the Navy, one of his boys is from out there. He's either from Wyoming or Idaho, so I'm very sorry, guys. But they're all like Broncos fans out there because that's like their closest yeah. team. Yeah, and, and, and so – Josh Allen, not just being a great quarterback, but being in Buffalo and being embraced by that city, it just makes sense. Hold Sometimes on, hold on. Josh Allen didn't ball out uh, this weekend. You know who did? Joe Burrow. And you know what? Here, this is a lot. Like, what you're, to your whole point, this is the last five years. My, my friend Steve texted me this yesterday, right after the win. Over the last five years, Burrow went from the backup to Haskins at Ohio State to the Heisman winner at LSU, to national champion, to number one pick. Now he's in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Nobody's won all three. He has a chance. It, it, it's just crazy. It, th- usually there's time. Usually there's a whole nother draft class with the number one pick you're getting compared to. Usually they're like, like, cause I guess you could say, Oh, Trevor Lawrence just happened. Cause he was a, a hype job coming out, out of college. We, we were all excited for him, but that's just unfair to Trevor Lawrence right now. Cause Joe Burrow is a different beast altogether. Joe Burrow is going to be in a class on his own if he wins the Super Bowl in two weeks. Like, that's just – no one's done that. There, There is no, oh, well, back in 1920 – no, 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 guys. In modern football, no number one overall quarterback has led their team to the Super Bowl in their first two seasons. That has just not happened. I think the third season – was that was that Ben? But he wasn't number one overall, though. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I was, I'm no, trying to think – Ben won it in his second year. It was the second year. I was like, I was like, I thought it was early, but yeah, he wasn't number one overall. He wasn't number one overall. Uh, like it's 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 crazy. That's a crazy stat because at the end of the day, you think of all these number ones. Some of them are great. Everyone's gonna think of the busts first, but some of them are great. Peyton Manning. Well, it makes sense because usually if you're picked number one overall, you're going to a bad team. Like 
I'm not going to blame Trevor Lawrence if the Jaguars don't win the Super Bowl next year. The Jaguars suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if they kill it in the offseason. You know, place your bets I'm, now. Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Brett, Brett just said it. Book it. Right. right? Like, I mean, even if they kill it in the offseason, for me to say, yeah, the Jaguars are going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. Like, what? Did, did everybody in the AFC get hurt that year? Like, well, no. Like, no. What happened? Like, so... You know, again, it was right timing, right? Because the Bengals were not that bad. They were a, a mediocre team that had injuries that were able to draft him number one overall, and it changed everything. So right? wait, who do you, wait? We got to we haven't we haven't even addressed the elephant in the room. So we've been praising everybody that played yesterday, even the losers, essentially. Like we're just like, oh man, this has all been great football. This whole playoffs been awesome, yada yada yada. So, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Oh, I told you, I'm going for the Rams. No, not who you're going for. You think you think they're going to win? Yeah, yeah, they have to. They, they, I mean, I've said this. I said this. I said this before too, and you just said it. They went all out for the Super Bowl. They cannot get there. They have to win it, right? Cincinnati can lose it because it's like, oh, we weren't supposed to be here. We'll be back. That no, no, the Rams have to. It's in their own stadium, by the way, which is crazy. We never had a Super Bowl where a team was hosting the Super Bowl, and now we've had it two years in a row, which is insane to me. But the Rams have to win it. They, like, literally have to. They've given up a decade's worth of picks and, and, and are, like, billions of dollars over the salary cap. You can't come in second place. And, by the way, that's why I said with the whole Mike Tomlin thing, yeah, you want a Sean McVay, you want a Kyle Shanahan. Those guys are expensive, bro. The system that they have, yeah, anybody can have a great system when they have pro bowlers at every fucking position running the system. Like, he literally has former all pros at every important position. And, and we're like, oh, yeah, uh, Sean McVay, he's just genius. Well, Von yeah, Miller's genius. name didn't get called until, or like, by the announce team until the second half yesterday. That's what Von I'm Miller. Von fucking Miller. Former all pros at every major position. Von Miller's an all-time linebacker. All-time. Jalen <laughs> like, Ramsey is the best cornerback of his generation. Odell Beckham Jr. is a former all-pro. Like, Everybody, Cooper Cup's going to be an all pro. Matt Stafford's the former. Cooper All-Pro. Cup just had a Hall of Fame worthy season. Like, yeah, this season alone might put him in the Hall of Fame. But, but yet, oh, yeah, Sean McVay is a genius. Like, look, no shit. Give me, give me that team. Like, what are we running, coach? I don't know. Just do run something. It. Just run it. You, they gave him, they gave him Stafford, who's like Brett Favre light. And, and they're like, look at his genius. Yeah, yeah. You, you create an all star team, they should win. Yeah, you put an all Madden team together. Yes, yes, you should win. Granted, I like Sean McVay. I don't want to. So he's not like Cliff Kingsbury to me. He's kind of proved that he could be can be a head coach. He's made the Super Bowl twice in five years. That's a good head coach. No, no, he's a good coach. And Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. Although I do question what his time management at the end of that game. But my point again, is, you just question his time management again because again, that's been his problem. His entire run as head coach, ironically, is is the end of these tight games. He's always fucking up. Right. So, but again, but my point is everybody wants those guys, but it's like, well, Zach Taylor is the only type of guy to be, to be very honest with you. That's one with just the draft picks that he's been given. Now, granted, he's had some top five draft picks. And if you hit on top five draft picks, your team should be good. And obviously he has a, a absolute dude at quarterback. But my point is, the Kyle Shan- Remember, Kyle Shanahan gave up three first-round picks to get Trey Lance because they don't think Jimmy G's the answer. Right? Breaking football news, Abuma Yang is moving on from Arsenal to Barcelona. Oh, wrong football. But the point of the matter is, 
<laughs> like these these geniuses that we want at quarter that coach like yeah their systems are great when they have all pros running the system like that's any football team that's any basketball team steve nash is oh great- no, no, no 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 do not do this right now I knew <laughs> where it was going. I'm like, he's just gonna, he's gonna somehow get to the Nets. <laughs> somehow gonna start a Nets rant. I'm gonna go, here. I'm gonna make it interesting, and I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I've been riding with the Bengals the whole. Would, would I be the least bit shocked if they win this? Hell no. There's no. This is gonna be a great game, and I'm excited to watch it. I'm going for the Bengals. And forget rooting against the Bengals. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford because I really want him to win the Super Bowl. He's earned it. Oh, he Matt, yeah, Matt Stafford. Either way, I'm happy because either the Bengals win and it's a team that hasn't had any success in my life winning or it's Matt Stafford who I've, uh, I've seen get hurt for a team that obviously appreciated him because if the Lions didn't they wouldn't have moved on from him they would have just held on to him until he wanted to retire and instead they were like we're going to rebuild again let's let's trade this dude to a contender so so props to the, to the Lions for not being that petty and slash that greedy mm. because because Stafford the, the Lions weren't good but usually, like Stafford was their whole team, right? Like he gave them hope. And, and, and honestly, I'm happy for OB. Like, like, bro, I'm happy for OBJ only, only for the sake of what Cleveland did to him was straight up wrong, man. They were wrong for them to ostracize him like that and make and really because we know how this NFL is, especially in today's NFL where it's a golden age for wide receivers. He could have been dumped by the wayside as a word, we're not going to deal with him. L.A. gave him a chance, and he's proven everybody wrong. Yeah, but also what annoys me, and this is my Giants bias. By the way, executive anyone... of the year, Odell Beckham Sr., he should, he yeah. should win executive of the year. Black Fathers. I know you're going to – if you follow Brett on Twitter, you saw this coming. But <laughs> my thing with Odell is he gets so much hate. Like, don't get me wrong. The even wide receiver is, is, is a broad term. because, But I think it's unfair when people lump – Odell in with Antonio Brown under the umbrella term of diva wide receiver. Odell's never done anything. His worst offense as a giant was, was taking a boat photo on his off day. Oh, I'm sorry. Kicking a net. Oh, wait, we had an interview with little Wayne sitting next to him. None of this shit matters. None of that shit was, was cancer in the locker room. Like how people like to say it. Name one giant. One. Not, not only that. Not only that. He was young, guys. No, no. Like, fuck I, that. I, I, well, but, but, but no excuse. Be, Name one giant that complained. Name one I giant. Love, I love when people act like when, when they were 24, 25, like they didn't do stupid shit. We all did. We also, but we didn't have millions of dollars in the whole world looking at us while we were doing our stupid shit. Brett, you know. You, you quite really know. Anyone who's listening to my voice right now, I got to be honest with y'all. I would be the biggest heel if I was, if I made money like my late teens, early 20s. Oh, listen, listen, we're, listen, world. I'm, God did us a favor by not making this man rich. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, if I, if I he, had God given talent to the point where you had to put up with me, and I would like, y'all think Kyrie acts up. If I had generational wealth, y'all would, I would have been killed by now. I would have been killed because I would have been doing way too much. God saved us all by humbling him without money. <laughs> Yo, if I had if I had max NFL money at 23 years old, dog, like I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I'd be so I'd be dead. I, I probably would be dead. 
I'm gonna say it again. God saved the rest of us by by making sure he did not get rich. You'll be rich one day, but it's gonna be when you're ready. Yeah. You no, know, if I if I got that, I would have totally spent money, like millions. Like, not even joking. If I had nine figures net worth, I would have spent millions on a Batmobile and a bat suit, like a real one, like a tactical one, for no other reason, just to play with it. Like <laughs> just to drive up and down my mansion in a Batmobile while I post ridiculously political posts because I'm rich enough just to go like that to the whole world. This I'd be Ric Flair in it. I'd, woo! Just all day. I would have started his own country. It would have yeah, been- that's what I said. I would have been killed. They would have been like, this guy's a problem <laughs> for all of us. It would have been bad. We There's a had- rebellion happening in Northeast Jersey. What? <laughs> we would have had another civil war. It would have been bad. Would've, I would have started it. <laughs> he would have started a whole war on this whole Taylor Ham situation. Like New Jersey would have been cut in half as if we're not already the third smallest state. <laughs> we, we, there would I would have like proposed a plan to act like the Taylor Ham gang attacked us first. I, I would have been evil. Like <laughs> it would have been bad. It would have been so bad. But in good news, the Giants actually have a coach. <laughs> the Giants oh, actually have. First of all, saying good news, I'm broke. <laughs> So that's not good news. I I still need money. Well, not for world domination yet, but, but I, but in good news, we have a bunch of shit that, that, that did happen in the NFL for all of us losing teams. And by the way, congratulations, man. For what? Congratulations. Getting your coach, getting your GM. I I like the coach. I think, I I mean, it's a better hire than a, a, a special teams coordinator with no coaching history. But I'm not going to overreact either way. I'm excited about next year. Sure. I was excited going into this year, though. And I, I'm not going to overreact to the Maras giving DJ another shot because, again, like what I keep saying to Steelers fans, talking shit to Giants fans in the last week, uh, what's the better option? Like, if, if there was a clear better option, not one that, that, that required trading all these picks to get, if there was a, just a clear better option for us to start at quarterback, I'm all ears, guys. Like one again, my friend Steve shot out because 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 he, he's the one that keeps saying it. He he thinks that uh, Dable's going to bring in Mitch Trubisky to have a little quarterback competition with Daniel Jones. I think Mitch Trubisky's trash, but if that if that causes a quarterback competition, that is good for both men. I'm not one of these guys that think that's oh you're going to ruin their psyche. No man, it's it's, it's competition. Make them no, compete. I, I think that's a great. I'm higher on Mr. Bisky than you are. And granted, I'm the main one that called Mr. Bisky the, the definition of NFL racism because there's no way in hell I would have. Not the definition, the example. No, 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 <laughs> he's no, not no. racist. You can't say he's the definition. He's not sports racism. Mr. Trubisky's not only getting drafted number two, but getting traded up to number two. I don't care. He's racist for that. <laughs> I, I don't. That was so abysmal. That I'm mad at Mr. Biscay for not accepting that. Like, nah. Maybe the Bears knew all those years ago that Deshaun was just walking in all these pop parlors saying happy ending and throwing money at, at people. You know what I mean? Maybe that they knew. Maybe yes. they knew. Mr. Trubisky should have been a better man than all of us and should have said, I cannot accept being drafted number two overall over these black men. <laughs> <laughs> I can't accept it. I cannot accept this. This is a great. I thought I was going to be the bad guy. Thank God Brett wasn't rich. <laughs> oh, please. If I was rich, it depends. I, I feel like you'd be black a- Dick Cheney. That's who you would be if you got rich. You wouldn't want to be out in the public. You'd just be in the background like, yes, 
It's all going according to plan. That's, that is exactly what I would do. That's that is matter of fact. That's exact. Matter of fact, I wish I had a twin brother like here. Yeah, you be the face of everything. But if you have um, a twin brother, they're both your face. What is, what does it matter? Because I don't have to do it. I'm in the background. Let him take all the arrows. <laughs> but like, I, it, but it's I I I think Mr. Bisky. In all seriousness, I've seen where I see where people think he could have been good. Better than Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes? No, you're a smoking dick if you thought that, and you're racist. Smoking dick. And you're racist. You're absolutely racist if you thought Mr. Trubisky was going to be a better NFL prospect than Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. Even Maybe not Patrick Mahomes, but Deshaun Watson. You're racist. I don't care. I don't care what you say. You're racist. Uh, that's that's just what it is. Um, Listen, just to be fair, I completely agree with Brett on that. You weren't watching college football at all if you, if you didn't think Deshaun Watson was better. You are completely racist. I don't care how you try to spin it, but the way yeah, you're racist. Unless you're, unless you're related to Mitch Trubisky. That's your pass. No, but, you're still racist. Wow. At, at that point, it's like, hey, cuz, you're not better than this dude, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, but well, I do think he can be a good quarterback, and I do, and coaching is everything, bro, guys, especially in football. Coaching is everything. If Brian Dable believes, because Mr. Dr- Mitchell Trubisky is the backup for Joe, Josh Allen now. If if he believes that he could bring him into New York and coach him up and be better than Daniel Jones, why not? This guy was a like even though he shouldn't have been the second pick in the draft, he still was like a first round quarterback. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't believe in just giving up on guys that that easily. See if you can fix them. Like even like, I'm not mad that, that the Steelers are bringing back Dwayne Haskins. This dude was a number a, a top fifteen pick in the draft. See if there's anything in there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm not saying again. I don't I don't mind bringing him in for a competition. But there's also a bunch of other options that aren't Mitch Trubisky because I'm I'm just getting annoyed that there's so many there's this crop of mediocre quarterback less than mediocre quarterbacks that just keep getting work Mike Glennon like why do you people keep getting work why are you on a roster you're not good enough to be on a roster anymore this is exactly why people were saying uh, Kaepernick was such a fucking problem because there was bums like this that kept getting jobs like Mike Glennon like Jake Fromm so who's also racist. And would have probably drafted Mr. Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Jake Fromm probably would have. But there are other quarterbacks. Like uh, Jordan, what's Jordan Love doing? Like, is he, he going to start in Green Bay or are they going to trade him? Like, like if, if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, how, if you're Jordan Love, aren't you, aren't you demanding a trade? You're wasting your whole career backing up Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers oh, became what exactly what he hated. Because Jordan Love... <laughs> Jordan Luck, he keep collecting that check, not doing shit, brother. Because something tells me the moment that brother gets on the field, he's going to get exposed like he did against uh, Kansas City. So. But but still, there's still a bunch of people that are back. Like Josh Rosen's a backup. Josh Rosen never got a real fair shot. He didn't. Josh Rosen's another guy I would have been mad if the Steelers brought in. Like these guys were first round picks for a reason. Let's at least see. If so, if they can be anything in, in the league, like Jake Fromm was a fifth round pick, y'all picking up Jake Fromm made no sense to me. Y'all should have picked up Josh Rosen. He probably well, like, Josh Rosen is on on a squad. He's not a free agent. He actually is uh, under contract. But I'm saying you could y'all could have traded for him for a bag of chips. But like I, I mean seriously, y'all could have a seventh round pick would have gotten you. Or honestly, if you knew, you know how you know how this works. If they have any relationship with that team, like yo, can you cut Josh Rosen real quick? We need to sign him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they would have cut him. So, like the point, like, I, 
it, to me, I, I love the idea of giving these young kids a chance because if in the right coaching system, because again, Josh Allen, he was raw before Brian Dable got there. He was raw. And there was people thinking that he was going to be a bust. Now he's looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You never know until you get a guy in the right situation. You never know. You never, ever know. I, I still believe as great as Tom Brady is, he was in a great, he was in the best possible situation for his development. He was not the GOAT the day he walked in. He walked in, they developed in the right way. He had the right mentality, the right worth ethic, and he became the GOAT. If he gets drafted by the Browns, we probably never hear about Tom Brady. And how many more Super Bowls do every does do teams have if he gets drafted by the Browns? Or, or the Browns have seven rings right now. No, Tom, listen, no, <laughs> Tom Brady couldn't fix those Browns. Well, actually, well, not those Browns because there there was a NFL back in the day when uh, they they would uh, I think Bleacher Report was doing all those animated what ifs. Um, if Bill Belichick stayed with the Browns and then they go to uh, Baltimore. So pretty much the Ravens and he still drafts Tom Brady, but the Ravens have Tom Brady. <laughs> Thank God. I didn't. Have <laughs> Are you okay? I like oh. how your own imagination. You just got stressed out. Oh my God. Hypothetical. All I did was put Tom Brady on the Ravens and you went, no, no. Why? Why? No. Thank God. I didn't have it. Could you imagine a Bill Belichick led Ravens squad? With Tom Brady, Ray Lewis and them boys, Ed Reed and them boys. He would still have seven. They would have 20. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't lose. What are you talking about? They would not lose. Those defenses with, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, I mean, as good as John Harbaugh is and as good as Joe Flacco was and as good as Lamar Jackson was, they would not have fucking lost. Who Ever. was their wide receiver back in, in the 2000s, like the early 2000s? Like, who was their wide receivers? Who was the Patriots wide receivers back then? No, no, but it's just bugging me. Like, Lee Evans was one. He was just super fast. They never had – they had Anquan Bolden the year they went to the Super Bowl. Anquan Bolden. They're, like, Anquan Bolden was one, and then they had old Steve Smith. And I, Like, wow, yeah, the Ravens never really drafted a wide receiver. And yet – Do you think yet. the Ravens are going to uh, sign your boy always bitching? No, Antonio's done. Good, good. I hate to say, I hate to say it, but he's done. I don't hate to say it. Bye. Let the door hit your ass on the way out. He's done. Fucking he's so done. sick he's of hearing done. about him. Anyway, there, there's actually excellence to talk about. Not Antonio Brown. There's other coaches. I think the Josh McDaniels hire is a low key good one for the Raiders. I wanted to talk about that. That's weird. See, I think it's a perfect marriage. The Raiders are weird. Josh McDaniels is weird. The Raiders are always going to Raider. That's how I'm always going to say that because no matter what, the Raiders are weird because they pick, they do things, and it's like it's not a ter- we don't know if it's a terrible idea, but we don't know if it's a good idea either. It's always up for for debate. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh McDaniels is weird to me because he's always in the coaching higher circle, but yet he never seems to want to coach. He had the Colts job a couple of years ago and literally at the last minute said, I never mind I'm going back to New England. Because fuck the Colts. Who wants to be on the Colts? Oh, here you go. But Josh McDaniels is weird to me. It's just I don't understand how he operates. And so I, I think there's two thoughts of thinking here. I think one, two he thoughts says, of thinking. Right. I think one, he thought, I think Bill Belichick isn't stepping down anytime soon now. Now that he has Mac Jones, 
and he loves the potential of Matt Jones, he might feel rejuvenated to coach another five to 10 years. So there's no point in me staying here. Before I thought he was on his way out, which is why I stayed, because I could have just been the next coach of the Patriots. Or maybe Bill, maybe Bill straight up told him, like, hey, I might leave if you want to stay. Maybe he knows he's not leaving now. Like that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Or the or the second thought process is you're not gonna get a better situation than the Raiders, not because the Raiders are that fantastic, but because they were they were literally a playoff team that the only reason why they're they're missing a head coach is because of the Gruden situation. Before you, you think about it, if you're going to all these teams, these teams are bad. They don't have a coach because they're bad. The Raiders are just made the playoffs. So he might be thinking like, well, what better situation will I ever get besides the Patriots than a playoff team that just happens to not have a coach? You also have a good leader at quarterback. Besides the playoff situation, I think the quarterback situation always plays a big deal. Like Chicago was, was a good looking job because Justin Fields. Like, yeah. even if you don't think Justin Fields is the future, he's still a, a quarterback that as a head coach, you'd be like, oh, man, he's going into his second year. I could definitely work with him. Derek Carr is is underrated at this point. Just because he hasn't put up Tom Brady numbers, people think just write him off. When he had no business getting that team to the playoffs last year. Right, and that's what I'm saying. The culture's already there. So, and, and by the way, we forget, Josh McDaniels did this already. He went to Denver, tried to turn it around, didn't really work, da 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 I think a part of him says, well, this is good. This is a playoff team. They have a foundation already. I don't have to come in and, and turn around the culture and fix everything. I could just come in, see what works, see what doesn't work, and tweak a little bit and just see if I could take us to the next level. As a coach, that might be what he's looking to do, which is, again, probably why he wanted to stay in New England, because he knew no matter what, Bill was going to leave a good foundation that he could just elevate. And he might look at the Raiders as the same situation. Like they're not a terrible team that I have to come in and try to do a whole 180 and flip and flip around. I could just come in and just keep us where we're at or try to get us better than, than what we're doing. Um, so I, it's interesting. Will, will he succeed? He might. He, he's, he's considered a good offensive guru, a good quarterback mind. To your point, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. So it's not like he's got a scrub. They have some holes on, on, on their defense they got to fix. They need some wide receivers, but those are things you can easily get. He might be good. They need wide receivers more than I, I, I think. Honestly, I give him credit for taking a job in the same division as Mahomes and Herbert and maybe potentially Aaron Rodgers. I give him a lot of credit for, for stepping into that Lions then because that might be one job of my like, yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. I, I, I do find the Raiders to be better than people expect. I think they can fix their problems in this draft again. I think their problems are on offense at the wide receiver position, and I'm sure they need some help in the secondary at the corner position. And both can be patched up in one offseason, considering how they played. Again, I don't know if that was the coach that was there. I I will say this. I think the Raiders projected to have, like, stupid cat money in the next couple of years, like stupid cap money. So that might be a situation where he's looking at like, yo, man, we're already a playoff team and we and we should, we have a lot of cap space this year and we're projected to have like ridiculous, like the, the most cap space and all in the, whole, the entire NFL the next two years. I could do some things with that. So let me not trash the Raiders like they weren't a destination. There are some things going for them. You know what I mean? Like we look at Denver and we're saying, oh, Rodgers, 
We look at uh, Chicago and the Vikings and we say, okay, wide open division. That might be attractive to, to the coaches, uh, to a coach as well. With, with the Raiders, having cap space and an owner that you know is willing to spend money, that's always a good thing too. Yeah. You know, but then let's not we'll see. the Raiders, you know, like you said, they you just feel like they're going to shoot themselves in the foot because that's what they've done for the last 30 years. So there's what's the other one? Oh, the, the news broke just before we even started recording today that I think the Texans are bringing in Flores to interview him. Mm-hmm. So by the time you guys are hearing it, maybe there's news, maybe there's not. Um, I don't know, man. We're in this weird spot now where we got to wait for the Super Bowl. We're all still high off the last two weeks. So we're, we have two weeks to just get hype about what should be a good Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be a murder either way. I think it should be competitive. If the playoffs are any indication, it should be an all-time Super Bowl game. I Like you, you got the Rams winning for all the obvious reasons that they should win. Like on paper, the Rams have no business losing to this Bengals team. But as we know, as football fans, that when you think that, Usually the team that has no business being in the Super Bowl shows up. Like got nothing to lose. All the pressure is on the Rams. Both of our teams, ironically, for being considered uh, you know, uh, legacy franchises in the NFL. We both of our in our lifetime, in our in our adulthood at least, our Super Bowls came off wild cards. So I don't well, get our, our first ones, yes. Yeah. But that but, but that's insane. Because a lot of people are like, oh, who's going to do The Bengals won their division. And then in every single game, they've been an underdog. And they've won. They, they didn't just win like through some, some fuckery and, and, and some lucky calls. They won. They went out there, made the plays, and they That's looked good saying. doing it. I can't hate on it. I can't. They went out and proved Joe it. Joe Mixon looks like what we wanted Le'Veon Bell to look like in games like this. Because when the game was on the line, and you're in your head, you're like, Joe Burrow got to throw it. Joe Burrow got to make a play. Da, da, da. Hand off. Seven yards. All right. Okay. Two second and manageable. The play action. Dink and duck. Hand off. Five yards. Like Joe Mixon. Way to way to earn your money, pal. Because because if you if you just run like you're doing, not you're not you know a world beater out there, but you're exactly what the team needs. Coming from a as a fan of Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, running backs that are the fan favorite are always the best to me. I, I like I, I hate the the shade running backs get. Like there's no value in the position just because you know the NFL taught fans that we don't need to pay guys after five years. So Mixon's only 25, and he's in the Super Bowl. Let me question: What made you say Le'Veon? Oh, because I I always just associate uh the North connection there. And I remember when Le- uh, Le'Veon was still on the Steelers, he talked shit to Joe Mixon and called him like Le'Veon Jr. or something. So just in my head, I've always assumed. That's what, that's what, that's what made me think. Cause I was like, wow, that's a random name that you came up with. Cause that was the whole thing between Joe Mixon and Le'Veon. Yeah, that's Bell. exactly why I, I brought it up because that's what I thought of it. Because when he said you're just Le'Veon Jr. At the time, yeah, it's a, it's an insult. But at the same time, when he said it, I was like, 
That's not even no, an insult. No, no, that's the funny thing. Mixon said he was Le'Veon Jr. He said, I want to, I, I pat my game at the Le'Veon Bell. You could call me Le'Veon Jr. And Le'Veon basically was like, bro, you'll never be me. Some shit like that. You're not even Le'Veon Jr. If I remember correctly. that, well, that Something along so, those lines. Yeah. yeah. Joe Mixon was trying to compare himself to Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon was like, yeah, get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, Le'Veon said something like, oh, you could, you could put on gloves like me. You could do, you could dress up like me. But you're never gonna run like me or something. Like, granted, that was right before he was going for a contract, so I get what he was trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I think it was less about trying to shade another guy in the league and just trying to hype yourself up so you can get the bag. That's what I think Le'Veon was doing with with the benefit of hindsight. But that's exactly why I, I, I said Le'Veon. It wasn't random stealers. It's crazy how how time is different because at the time Joe Mixon still had that bad reputation for the altercation at Oklahoma. Remember, Joe Mixon was like a first-round running back, and I think they got him in like the second or third round because of that altercation. So Joe Mixon at the time still had a really bad reputation off the field. So I can also see why Le'Veon Bell like, yo, bro, I ain't trying to associate with you because like you said, he was trying to get a bag. So, you know, all these years later, we all forget about that. Joe Mixon is is just a guy, you know what I mean? A guy that everybody roots for, and and, you know, he, he, yeah, Joe Mixon is one of those NFL dudes that it's like, how do you hate Joe Mixon? Short of, you know, you, you are a fan of a rival team and he ran all over you one game. He's just one of those players. I had never heard anybody have a super strong opinion either way on Joe Mixon. And a lot of it must be from that college shit, because as far as running backs go, the last couple of years, he's top five. Yeah, he's been, he's been good. And, and it's also weird, too, like when he was the face of the franchise, it was a lot of hate because it was, you know, all the attention was on him. Now we kind of forget that Joe Mix is on the team. When you think about when you think about the Bengals, you're talking about Joe Burrow, talking about Jamar Chase, talking about T. Higgins, talking about Tyler Boyd. Then they run it and it's like, oh my God, they have Joe Mixon. Like, like he he's become like the fifth most important player on that team. And so that's helped him a lot too. Like, you know, just with his reputation and everything else. Cause now you appreciate him more. Cause when they do need to run the ball, to your point, he's killing it. So, you know, and I want to pull up his regular season stats real quick. So he had he's had two. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, because the Bengals are in the in the Super Bowl, shout out to Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, who will be going to the Pro Bowl in place of one Jamar Chase and one Joe Mixon. So Jamar fucking Chase, bro. Uh, so since 2017, Joe Mixon's had three over three thousand yard or over seasons. He had a, a little bit closer, a little bit under 1,200 yards in 2018, about 1,100 yards in 2019. He only played six games in 2020. And then this year, all 16 games, and he had 1,200 yards on, on 292 attempts, averaging 4.1 a carry. For, for anybody that doesn't know, because it's one of those things where, again, the, the whole quarterback generation, they just don't give a shit about running backs. You're averaging four. The, the goal as a running back is to average three yards per carry. Because that, that hypothetically means you run it three times, it's it's either a first down or a fourth in inches. That's like how you how you gauge if you're a starting running back in the NFL. You averaging four yards per carry means if they choose on average, they you run it three times with you, it's a guaranteed first down, just you know, based off the numbers. And Joe Mixon in the playoffs this year, oh, he's only been in the playoffs. This is the first playoffs he's ever played in. So far, he has 190 yards in the three games he's played on 52 attempts. He's averaging 3.7 per yard per uh, carry. 
Like the dude is exactly what, what you need. And when you're saying there's no O-line, there's no O-line, there's no O-line. What is that? That's, that's about 63 yards per game. That, if you stretch that out or extrapolate it over 16 games, that's a thousand yard season. That is, that is still rushing in, in the playoffs. That's exactly what you want. That's, ex- that's the consistency that you need. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying he's about to win the Super Bowl MVP, but he's, he's, is a dark horse because everyone's going to be looking at Burrow. Everyone's going to be looking at Chase. And, and what you just said, you forget Mixon's there. And then, oh shit, he's rushing and they got 15 yards. Yep. And that's, and that's, well, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to have a balanced offense to keep that Rams defense, you know, at bay, keep the pass rush at bay, keep them guessing, keep them on their toes. What a matchup, man. It's going to be a great, uh, bro. I'm, I'm so excited for this game. It's going to be, I wanted Chiefs Rams because I thought that was going to be even a better game. But again, the Bengals have proven like, nah, bro, don't stop counting us out. We could, not only can we win, we could put on a show too. They so, won an arrowhead. Right. Like if they lose in the Super Bowl, they still won an arrowhead. Like we just witnessed the birth, hopefully, of a long time rivalry between Burrow and Mahomes. Because now the, the well, we, we talked about it on our last pod, that trio, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be the new trio of the AFC. And Charger fans are hoping Herbert gets into that and makes it a, a, a foursome. Yo, um, me and you weren't even big on Herbert coming out of the draft, but both me and you have switched our tunes watching him play because dude is nice. I think you could already throw him in there. He would have been in the playoff. He, they didn't miss the playoffs because of Herbert, the Chargers, I mean. You know what I Like, it's so weird. L.A. has two teams still, and they I mean, can't fill still, that stadium. He's still – we did, like I said, we did our, our QB tier list. And, you know, I need to find the, the timestamp so I could uh, mark that again. But he's, he's in that superstar level. He will be in that elite level, if not by next year, two years from now. He's still got a little bit left that he needs to grow on in terms of decision-making and stuff like that, but he's right there. He's right there. The talent is there. So, you know, it's, it's again, it's a good time. And like I said, watching Joe Burrow makes me want the Steelers to draft a, a quarterback, but I just don't see where, where that guy is in this draft. I really There's, don't. There, that guy isn't, well, at least to, the, to us, I don't see any franchise quarterbacks in this draft. I don't hear anybody saying there is a franchise quarterback in this draft. Malik Willis is getting more hype, surprisingly, to be joking about NFL racism before, but the running black quarterback is, is getting all the hype leading leading into the draft. So he, does, he does things that make you think of Mahomes and Allen and Burrow, but he's just more raw. So it's like if you can take him and develop him for a couple of years before you play him, you might have a superstar. I, I, I this, this notification just came across my phone as we're recording. Pickett skips hand measurement. The Pittsburgh QB didn't have his hands measured at senior ball due to double jointed thumb. We'll wait until NFL combine per the NFL network. And this is exactly what I was saying to Brett about a month ago when it comes to the NFL draft shit. Who fucking cares about that? I don't. If you if you you could pretend like you do, but I don't give a flying fuck. He, he skipped the, the the hand measurement. Why that's do a, I care? It's because that's a big deal for him. That's that's one of the things that people are knocking him for that he might have small hands. <laughs> Take my which little. Is why, which is why which is why he wears gloves. Which you don't you don't wear you don't watch. Uh, it's always sunny, do you? No, I know I got the reference, but my point <laughs> is, <laughs> just put your hands over my hands. But the point the point is, 
that's a problem with Baker Mayfield, smaller hands. And, and that's a thing. If you're, it, it depends on the type of scout you are. If you're an old school scout, that might make you say he can't cut it in the NFL. If you're somebody that looks at the player himself, you might say, uh, you know, that's not going to determine whether I draft him or not. Baker, man, okay. You started the pod being petty. We're close to the end now. I'm going to end this being petty. I remember when the Giants drafted DJ, and again, not a fan of, of, of when we selected him, but what, somebody that came out of pocket and just started talking about that selection was Baker fucking Mayfield. And, dude, you were a number one overall pick. And you were talking about the Giants, like, oh, I went and took Daniel Jones there, yada, yada, yada. Well, what the hell is Baker Mayfield doing? Because all I've seen out of the AFC North the last couple of years is, granted, the Browns did beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That's probably their highlight of the Baker Mayfield era so far. That's the highlight of the century. Okay, damn. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 not not no. That's literally the first time. Well, it's the first time they won a playoff game, and I don't know how long because they didn't win in in two thousand two when they made it. They lost the Steelers, so they haven't won a playoff game in. God knows how long. That was the highlight of the century. And Baker Mayfield now looks to be, by default, second to last in the division just because the Steelers lost Big Ben now? Because at the beginning of the season, I was saying Big Ben was the worst in the division. And then once you look at the seasons and look at just how the teams were playing with all the quarterbacks, Baker didn't look like he was helping. And he was hurt. And speaking of these young quarterbacks, Sam Howell, to me, a lot of people hate the fact that he's getting compared to Baker. To me, I think he's a better Baker Mayfield. Now, again, I do emphasize the word better. But what does that mean, a better Baker? What is Baker Mayfield? What, like, describe- because, all right, so, so they, they run, I'll tell you, they both run that RPO system. They both thrive in that RPO system. They're both about the same in terms of like – body shape and body. Sam Howell's a little bit taller, right? Sam Howell's like 6'3", Baker Mayfield's like 6'1". So they're about the same size. To me, Sam Howell has a better arm and Sam Howell could read the field better than Baker Mayfield. And Sam Howell, I think, is a little bit more mobile. Um, So I think he's a Baker Mayfield just a little bit better. Um, So again, if you're a team... Is that good enough, right? Because if you're the Browns, for instance, if you're the Browns, do you sit there and say, hey, we know Baker at his best, we can win, but we need something a little bit better. Do you look at a guy like Sam Howell? Yo, we know he can play in this system. We know he would thrive in our system because Baker thrives in our system. But we believe he could do a little bit more than Baker Mayfield can do, and that's what's going to get us over the hump, right? Those are the type of, again, fit. Those are the type of questions teams are going to ask themselves in this draft because the Sam Howell probably shouldn't go number one overall, but he might thrive in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's one of those things. It's just one of those weird things where if you know if you had a better version of Baker Mayfield, you could win, then that's Sam Howell. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's You're Sam the Browns. Howell. I think you, only, you move on from Baker to get a proven – better quarterback not like I don't see anybody that's even a Zach Wilson like how the Jets moved on from Sam to Zach Wilson how there was that hype hey if we can get this kid is that a lateral move or is it an upgrade that that whole discussion was happening I don't 
and and I'm and we're neither of us are Browns fans, but if I had to put myself in that position, I don't see that in this draft that 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 better alternative. Like the Browns are yeah, in a damned if you do, do, damned if you don't. No, I do. I I, I do think I do like when I every time there, this one of those the what the more I look at this draft, I really do believe there's a perfect team for all of these quarterbacks, right? Like not everybody can draft these quarterbacks, but I do believe there's a perfect team for every one of these quarterbacks. And to me, Sam Howell to the Browns makes so much sense. He is a better Baker Mayfield, and that might be all you need, right? If you're if you're telling me you can't get a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow, why don't you get somebody that can do something that you know works but better, right? Like that's a way you can win with defense and playing to your system with a guy that can do some things that Baker can't. Like to me, Sam Howell in Cleveland makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Kenny Pickett in even a guy like Malik Willis, there's a couple teams that make sense for him to draft because they can stash him, right? So it's about scheme and fit. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of this stuff is you got to figure out who would fit well in your offense. And I think Sam Howell in Cleveland would be, would be dangerous because he is a better Baker Mayfield. Better Baker, Baker Mayfield isn't a scrub. He's not a scrub, but he's just not that guy. If Sam Howell's that guy and can still do the things that Baker Mayfield does for you, that might be the difference. So it's 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 weird. It's weird. Well, we got we got plenty to talk about going forward because you know um, there's plenty to be annoyed about from both of our camps that we could already start looking ahead and being like, oh, I hope our team doesn't do before that. Before we wrap, before we wrap up, I just want to I just want to point out because we didn't forget y'all. Shout out to the Vikings for getting their GM. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Shout I'll try, out, to- man. You said it good before. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me let me let me see where where is it. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, right? Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Yeah, I Kwesi, made that up. That is not probably how you say that name. I don't know. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Adolfo Mensa. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. That's probably his name. That's probably how you say it. Joe Scahone. <laughs> Joe Scahone. <laughs> but yeah, shout, shout out to shout out to two black guys getting a real job, <laughs> especially in the shout middle. out to two black guys, us. Catch us. us at www.thedope.blog at not the Chuck D on all the socials at the underscore dope blog on Instagram, the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. Get them. And you can find me at never for Brett me, N-E-V-A underscore the number four, B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on Instagram and Twitter. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. And join us next time as we continue to discuss other people's excellence. Peace. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me.